Great stories, epic songs, Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends. Hey, I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to the Marty Ray Project Chats podcast. Marty Ray and Chris Wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment, from Burt Kreischer and Vanilla to Faison Love, DDP, Dina Carter, Herb Dean. They chat with some really interesting people. This show is like potato chips. I guarantee you, you can't just listen to one. Subscribe, download, rate, and review the Marty Ray Project Chats wherever podcasts are heard. Welcome to the pod play entitled The Beehive, adapted from the screenplay written by. Leslie Satcher. Every little town in the South has a beauty parlor, and our town has a doozy, the Beehive. My mama, Melba Darlington, named it the Beehive. It's the iconic updo that no self-proclaimed Southern belle would be without in their arsenal of hair looks. She hung a huge poster of Barbara Streisand in all her funny girl glory on the wall at the end of the main aisle, and there are six stations. Three stations across from three, all perched on top of that black and white tile floor, makes the beehive appear to be a giant chessboard with two opposing sides. It's all trimmed in pink, but don't let that fool you. Hey, that's another one of your favorite country hits right here on 103.1 KXAL. And I'm your friend, I'm your neighbor, I'm your DJ, I'm your uncle of love, Uncle Dallas, right here in Fannin County, spinning the hits for you. Ooh, it's a hot one out there today. And let me tell you what, hot, humid weather just wreaks havoc with my wife's hair, so she goes down there to see our friends at the Beehive. Teased and tall, curled and all. Need a beehive, you just call. Melba, 903-459-5555. That's right, folks. Right down at the beehive on 107 Main Street. We'll dress your hair till it ain't there. Walk-ins welcome anytime. The beehive. Our Melba don't realize the Pandora's box or silver-tongued advertising has just pried open. (laughs) But then, Mama is a pistol. Oh, and y'all, she is a hairdressing mother. Everybody says so around here. Now, I don't like to brag, but she's only ever messed up one head of hair in the 32 years she's been styling the girls of Honey Grove, Texas. And that was that gal's fault. She didn't tell Mama how many times she'd bleached that hair. When Mama brought her up out of the shampoo bowl, most of it hit the floor. Well... Mama just convinced her that the pixie was in, and she'd set the trend at the Methodist church. And so she did. You should have seen how Barbara strutted that platinum mess for the next ten years. Like any good hairdresser, Mama is a good talker and a good listener. Half the time she's a counselor, and the other half she's a priest. She knows everybody's secrets. Then, there are days like today when she's nothing but a referee. It was that whole walk-ins welcome anytime that bit Mama in the behind. Now, 
There's an open bottle of that expensive OPI fingernail polish, you know the color red, my fortune cookie, flying like the space shuttle through the peroxide-infused air of the beehive. It's spewing red polish like blood all over everybody in its path, including the intended receiver who just took it like a paintball hit to the forehead. Oh, I see. You want to know why? Well, it all started.
Well, hi. Come on in. Do you have an appointment? No, ma'am. I was just driving in from Houston, and I heard your commercial on the radio. You said walk-ins welcome. Well, honey, they sure are. What do you need done today? I'd like my roots touched up and a trim and a blowout. Well, that's not a step for a stepper. You just put yourself right here in chair number two, and I'll have Brenda right with you. She's just walked out back for a Coke. Hmm. New in town gets Brenda. She's Mama's best friend, so she scores the first referral. And anyway, Brenda is the only one that can really do a good blowout. Oh, and walked out back for a Coke? Well, that's code for smoking a cigarette. Brenda's one of the Lamar County Caldwells. They're dramatic. She always makes an entrance from those silver LeMay curtains to the back room like she's stepping on stage. Here she comes now, the redhead, carrying the pink fluffy towels and a cherry icy. So much for the coke lie. She's followed by scent. What is it? Oh, yeah, Virginia Slims. Well, now, who is this little cutie all piled up in my chair? I'm Carrie Henderson. I just got into town. Do you think you could do something with these awful roots and my split ends? <laughs> do something? Baby girl, when I'm done with you, they'll put your picture in the Dallas Morning News. Y'all watch her whip open that custom monogram, the beehive cape with the flare of a matador. I'm telling you now, she's going to wrap that thing around Miss Carrie's neck so tight she can't breathe. Oh! Mm-hmm. She ought to loosen up that collar while Brenda's gone back there mixing up her color. That's what everybody does. Mama's telling her. Mama's standing right next to her behind chair one. Shop owner holds chair one. Rhonda Jenkins, the mayor's wife, has been booked in it every Monday since I can remember. There she sits again like a bird on a wire. It takes Mama 45 minutes to get all that hair of hers up on rollers. Then... It's under the first dryer up by the front door for an hour. If you knew Rhonda like I do, you'd know it's only a matter of time before she... Now, Carrie? There she goes. You did say your name is Carrie. Now, what brings you to the sweetest town in Texas? As proclaimed by the Kiwanas on their sign up next to the interstate. I'm, I'm sorry, what did you say? She didn't say anything yet. But Rhonda making this statement... Why, it was like calling the cows to the barn by banging a feed bucket. Every head in the beehive has just turned to stare at Carrie. Miss June, at Station 4 across the aisle, she ain't heard anything since 1974 when Nixon was resigning on her TV. She turned around. Her client, Bonnie Green, getting her biannual perm, she turned around. Even Donnie Sanders at Station 5, directly across from Brenda's chair, well... He just shut off the electric clippers that were making hay of the little curls on Janice Lockwood's neck. He and Janice don't want to miss Carrie's answer. They turned around like a pair of synchronized swimmers. Oh, you know, a man. That made a good pair of scissors and a metal tease comb hit the floor. I mean, you don't just say things like that out loud on Main Street. Man? Did you say man? Now, Brenda... This is where the rest of the birds jump on the wire. Donnie Sanders. Named for Donnie Osmond because his mama was a huge fan, made him wear purple. Donnie's favorite color, till he was eight, and the entire peewee football team made fun of him. Oh, honey, do tell. He acts like that, but he's married with four kids. Yes, tell us. By us, she means her, Janice Lockwood. Lockwood's her old honey grove. 
Her family's been around here since Davy Crockett named the place. Nothing gets past her. She saw that little sparkle in Carrie's eyes that just screams, New love. Ladies, we really shouldn't pry. Bonnie Green, sweet soul. Miss June, who's 81 going on 130, has been rolling that head of hers for an hour and is still just over the left ear. She's got everybody's eyes watering for two blocks from that perm solution. Anyway, Bonnie is the preacher's wife, precious. Head of just about every ladies' club in town. Garden, friends of the library, rodeo boosters, and of course the Baptist women's Bible study every Wednesday night. Carrie doesn't need to tell us why she came to town. We're just proud she did. Yes, she does. Well... Wouldn't you know it, just when it's about to get good, here comes Courtney Johnson, head cheerleader for the Honey Grove Warriors. She's got that face of hers glued to that phone, as usual. Hi, Courtney. Carol Ann will get you in chair three. She's not here yet, but go ahead and have a seat there. I'm sure she won't be long. That Courtney doesn't acknowledge Mama or anyone else. She just walks like some cheerleader zombie straight to chair three on the other side of Carrie and plops down. Never even looks up. Ugh. <laughs> it's homecoming, Carrie. Courtney's the first of a lot of hair curling to be done today. Now, you were saying? Yeah, come tell us all about him. Is he pretty? Pretty? Good looking. Where'd you meet him? Start there. It's amazing how quiet a beauty shop can get when there's a good story on the rise. Yes, honey, don't leave anything out. Janice ought to work for the Signal Citizen, local newspaper. She loves details. Well, I imagine he's a looker. I had a boyfriend in college that was from Houston. Stunner. Those South Texas boys sure do know how to turn a gal's head. Oh, he's not from Houston. He's from here. <laughs> Brenda just let a huge dollop of bleach mixture run down on Carrie's face and almost into her eye. Oh, I'm sorry, baby. Clumsy me. Did you say here? Yes, girl. She said here. Now, Carrie, what's his name? I'm sure we all know him. Well, that's just it. I don't really know his name. I mean, I just called him Mr. Suit and Tie because that's what he had on when we met. Not usually my type, but we really connected. I tin bar at one of the big hotels downtown, and he was in there with all his friends, and we just hit it off, I, I think. I told him all about my life and how I'm working my way through school, and he was kind and listened like a lot of the guys I meet don't. Anyway, we pretty much had dinner together. And he didn't tell you his name? Curious. Did he have on a wedding ring? Yep. Janice goes there. Oh, no. It was nothing like that. I would never do that. Janice Lockwood, why, I never. I can't believe you asked that question. Janice, really, I'm with Bonnie on this one. Well, excuse me for asking what we were all thinking. Okay, okay, girls. Back to your story, Carrie. Now, hold on, Miss Houston. If you don't even know Mr. Suit and Tie's real name, how on earth did you know he was from little old Honey Grove, Texas? Tell me that, hmm? Excuse me, but don't men in bars use credit cards? His name would have been on that, I presume. I don't even have a credit card. Thank you, Miss June. That's good to know. June, June, that curler's too tight. It's pulling my eyebrow up over my forehead, darling. If y'all would hush, maybe Carrie could get a word in edgewise. And Courtney, I'm sorry, baby. I don't know what's keeping Carol in. You want a magazine or something? 
Mama calls to the zombie lost in Instagram. Courtney only shakes a quick no with her, we've got spirit, little head. Someone on the cheer squad could use a refresher course in manners. I'm just saying. Carrie, go on, honey. Okay, well, as for the credit card thing, he didn't use one. It was one of those conferences where everything's included. No money changes hands. Even my tip was taken care of by someone else. I found out he was from here when I heard him bragging to another guy about his hometown football team going to state last year. This garners a fist pump in the air from the zombie in chair three. And the Mr. Suit and Tie thing made him grin this amazing grin every time I said it. So I just stayed with that all night. The all night part of that last statement brings on a coughing fit from Bonnie and a full-on laugh of satisfaction from Janice Lockwood. Mama looks like she's gotten a hold of those bad crab legs down at the sizzler again. And Donnie is bent completely over wheezing. Brenda just yanked Carrie up like a rag doll and pointed her to the gilded arch opening where the shampoo bowls hold court. Rhonda is still sitting with her mouth open. And the cheer zombie has in teeny bedazzled earbuds, so like Miss June, she missed everything. With the clueless Carrie out of the room, the Baptists begin to whisper to the Methodist across the aisle, so to speak. No covered dishes necessary. Mystery been that way down through history. Things that he keeps to himself. A band of angels can't make him tell. A man will walk through fire, not one complain as the flames grow high. Bears what he bears all alone Tries not to bring that trouble home Yes, a man is a mystery Oh, he could pour his heart out all night long To the woman laying in his arms Whisper every fear She won't ask 
It's okay, cause she knows that a man is a mystery. Yes, a man is a mystery. girls and Donnie. Who do we think she's talking about? We got to get more info on Mr. Suit and Tie. I don't think that's any of our business, Janice. Oh, come to the party, Bonnie. What's happened in this town lately as mysterious as this? Unless you count never finding out who tipped over Brent Lane's state fair winning prize heifer last Halloween. Curiously, the ponytailed zombie chooses this moment to excuse herself for the little girl's room leaving her sparkly earbuds tangled on a chair three that's still spinning. Well, I don't like to talk. Yes, you do. I never heard her really say what he looks like. We got to get that out of her. And when she said all night, did she mean all night? As in one night stand all night? Honey, I think all night in South Texas means the same thing it means up here in North Texas. You ought to know, Donnie boy. Don't y'all have a TV out there on the Sanders place? I mean, four kids, two is all anybody needs. One to cook and one to clean. <laughs> yeah, Missy, you might be right. But then who do the laundry and weed that garden? <laughs> like two crows, they chatter to each other about how funny they are. Really? Y'all are terrible. I'm seriously thinking of adding both your names to the prayer list. And she means it. I've got her processing in that sink. I hope y'all didn't say anything while I was gone. Never. Brenda... Do you have any idea who she might be talking about? I can't think of ten men in this John Deere town that wear a suit and tie, not even to Sunday service since they started that cowboy church in the old Orange Blossom special honky-tonk. Out on the highway, hardly anybody feels they need to dress for the Lord. Amen. Oh, Melba, loosen up. Since my Jay found out he could wear Wranglers to church, he hasn't missed a Sunday. I say, if that gets him there, who cares what he's got on that pretty behind? Anyway, I don't think that bunch that Jesus fed the loaves and fishes to were dressed up. Amen. Oh, well, I'm not sure. Hmm. But to answer your question, no, she didn't say a thing. But I'm about to go get her, and it's your job, Melba Jean Darlington, to get it out of her. After all, it is your shop. Mama only gets that statement when nobody else knows what to do. I'll get it out of her. No little blondie has ever gotten one over on me. That is not true, Missy. What about that Wilson girl that beat you out for the rodeo queen? She rolled the hair off that old Palomino, right past you to the podium and then the crown. Donnie Sanders, you dog. You said you'd never bring that up again. It didn't have a dang thing to do with how fast she rode. It had to do with how many tickets she sold to the rodeo. Could I help it if her daddy's one of ten kids and her mama's one of eight, and she's got like 300 cousins? None of us had a chance. And anyway, I got that crown, paid $5 for it at the Goodwill over at Bonham. 
I guess she just dumped off all of her stuff when she dumped that good-for-nothing bull rider and moved over to Little Rock. Now it's right there on my vanity, where it should have been all along. So Okay, touche, touche, queen. I bow to your rhinestoneness. Would y'all shut up? Hey, here they come. Everybody tries to look busy. They're doing their best. But they all have those ears tuning in like antenna on the top of a Zenith TV. Mama moves Rhonda Jenkins to the hooded dryer and hands her a three-year-old Southern Living magazine. Some previous client has already removed the good recipes from it, unfortunately. Mama clicks on the dryer and grabs a broom. Donnie's buzzing Janice's neck. Miss June, who's been steadily rolling Bonnie's hair, is finally squirting on the perm. Courtney is texting somebody. No Carol Ann yet. Here comes Brenda leading our Carrie back to her chair. With a theatrical sweep of her arm, she motions for Carrie to take a seat. Just that fast, she plops her down, gives the chair two big pumps, and spins her victim to face the mirror. And... The firing squad. Now, Carrie, I just can't wait any longer. Does this Brooks Brothers Prince Charming of yours know you're here? Before Carrie can answer, Rhonda, who sees conversation going on but can't hear it because of that dang dryer clamp down on her head, begins to bang wildly on the hood with that magazine. Mama's been perched up in her own chair and so focused on Carrie's reaction in the mirror that she don't see Rhonda mouthing, What did she say? What did she say? So Rhonda just had to make a fuss. I mean, if you miss five minutes, you might as well miss the whole thing. Mama scrambles and hits the off switch using the cover line. Rhonda, air drying hair is a new thing. I think we'll give that a try this week. Carrie, I feel just like Janice. I'm on pins and needles. Does this man of yours know you're here? Everyone leans in. All electronic devices, strangely quiet. Well, no. See, I thought I'd just drive up and surprise him. Maybe our paths will cross while I was walking downtown, or I'd run into him in a diner or something. Kind of like in one of those Hallmark movies. It could happen, right? Right. It could happen, Carrie. The Lord works in mysterious ways. Your guy might be a member of our congregation. You could join us this Sunday, if you'd like, to look for him. Your guy, not the Lord. Oh, what am I saying? You look for the Lord first and then your guy. Thank you, Miss Bonnie. Carrie, maybe you could describe what Mr. Suit and Tie looks like and we could all put our heads together and figure out who it is. It'll be fun. Mama, ever the optimist, does her best to rally the troops with a big smile and a shake of the head as if this is exactly what needs to happen. As they always do, everyone agrees with Mama and waits for the next instruction. Carrie is a fast learner. She sees the thing to do is to fall lockstep, and so she takes her cue from Mama without a hint of hesitation. Okay, it's been a little bit, but I'm pretty sure I can remember everything. It's It's been been a little bit. bit. Wait a minute, honey. What do you mean by that? Are you telling us you didn't just meet him? How long you been carrying this torch for Mr. Suit and Tie? Inquiring minds want to know, how long? I thought by that glow on your face, this thing with him was brand new. Well, Carrie... How long has it been? Brenda has a way of finishing Mama's sentences. A year. Everybody looks at each other. I have to say, the room was not short on some eye-rolling. I won't tell you who. Anyway, the main eye-roller's about to full-on inquire. Really? A year? 
Do you mind if I ask what took you so long? I wasn't sure he would want me to come here. Technically, he didn't invite me, so I knew when I started out that I was taking a chance. What if he doesn't remember me, or if he does but doesn't want to see me again? It was only that one night we had, and... Oh, my. Carrie, dear, I think we understand no need for details. Don't listen to her. Give us the details. The details about what he looks like. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me think. Uh, he's average height. I mean, he wasn't standing up the whole time, so... Oh! Too much. His face, honey. What does his face look like? I'm sorry, I just... Okay, well, he has dark hair with just a little bit of that Sam Elliott Gray thing starting to happen. Yum. His eyes are dark and intense, sort of old soulish. Nice square jaw, too. Almost like you might have some Native American blood. You're very young, aren't you, honey? Let me guess. 24. Oh my gosh, you are so close. 23. Excuse me, baby girl, but you have just described half the men in this county. Ain't one of us ain't two-thirds Cherokee or Choctaw. Heck, any of us could get on a roll and drive straight to Oklahoma once a month for groceries on the government. Ugh, if that cheese wasn't so bad, I might have tried it myself. You know, I got four kids and all, but that stuff tastes terrible. I just figured everything they had over there in the store would be the same thing. Gross. So we pay full price right here at the Piggly Wiggly and don't think nothing of it. Now, come on. There's got to be something that was original about him. Think hard. Yeah, Carrie, think hard. Wasn't there anything about him that was unique? Yeah, come to think of it, there was. Of all the customers I've ever served, no one, and I mean no one, has ever ordered the drink that he ordered. What? What did he order? What? Well, it's crazy. I must have asked him three times if I had it right. He wanted... Hmm, it still, it still don't seem right. I mean, who ruins a good, hmm? As 23-year-olds are prone to do, she follows a bunny trail of thought and forgets to come back. Carrie! Oh, sorry. Okay, he wanted a maker's mark on ice with a twist of lime and a splash of pineapple juice. That's so wrong! Some cowboy or big oil man sees that. Well, it'd be a good way to get your butt whipped in Houston. The Titanic just hit the iceberg. Mount St. Helens just blew its top. The cow just kicked over the lantern in Miss O'Leary's barn. Holy kooky cocktails, Batman. I wouldn't have told that. Only I saw the quick glaring glance that shot from Rhonda Jenkins' hairdryer chair to Donnie Sanders' hairdressing chair. But there it went. Like a flaming air so fast you had to know the truth to see it when it passed you. Is that bad? It sounds kind of tasty. I like pineapple juice as an additive. Of course, not in bourbon. I've never indulged in spirits. However, let me tell you, it's a real crowd pleaser when we make up my sister's Polynesian punch for church socials and baby showers. Bonnie, dear, let's stay on course. Donnie Ray, cut them clippers off. That noise is giving me a headache and it's hard to talk over. He does, and he suddenly broke out in a sweat. Mama keeps this shop at a steady 65 degrees year-round. She's hot-natured, and after all, it is Texas. Hard to believe he's sweating, unless you know why. Uh, y'all excuse me, I-, I think I'll step out back for a Coke. A Coke? Donna, you haven't had a Coke for two years. Uh-oh. I'm pretty sure the cat smells a rat. Well, I want a Coke now. Can a man have a Coke when a man wants a Coke? It's not against the law, you know. Ugh. Donnie? You okay back there? Donnie? This unsettles all of us. Donnie is famous for his good nature. 
and I, for one, have never known him to have a burst of such anger. It just ain't like him. Miss June moves over to an empty hairdryer chair to take a much-needed break from standing on her feet for so long. Perman is hard work, y'all. But I think it was seeing Donnie in such a state that caused her sudden weariness. Bonnie, Janice, Mama, even old clueless Courtney all turned to stare at Rhonda Jenkins, who appears to be frozen to the seat of her hairdryer chair. Now they all turn their eyes to Carrie, who looks a lot like poor old Daniel being stared down by a pride of lionesses. What's going on? Bonnie, hush. Brenda has her moments of level-headed clarity. She don't know what's wrong either, but she can sense it's not the moment to ask. Redheads, even fake redheads, can be intuitive. Mama smells something burning on the stove as well, and she too isn't sure what. So she does what she does best. Mama begins damage control. Janice, go check on Donnie. Bonnie, would you step back to the break room and bring Miss June her purse? It's the blue one. I think she might need her little pill box out of it. Brenda, weren't you going to give Carrie a little trim and a blowout? Might want to get started on that. Courtney, call your mama. Tell her something's happened to Carol Ann, and as soon as I'm done with Rhonda, I'll do your hair, but it's going to be a bit longer. You can text her to leave the house when I'm ten minutes from being finished. Rhonda, come with me, darling. Let's get those curlers out and brush that pretty hair of yours. How about an updo this week? You'll look just like Barbara there on the wall. A beehive can fix anything. Did I say something wrong? This is an understatement. Who knew that phrase, splash of pineapple juice, would hit the beehive and, in truth, all of Honeygrove, Texas, like a tsunami of biblical proportions? For that is exactly what it is doing. What Carrie don't know, what they all don't know, except for Rhonda, Donnie, and me, is that only one person in the world drinks that awful concoction Carrie just described. Harold Bradford Jenkins III. Rhonda's husband of 14 years and our mayor. Harry, as his friends call him, made up that goofy drink. He calls it the Mayor's Maui. I only know this because every Thursday night for the last two years when Donnie finishes up his last client, he heads over to the Jenkins' back screen porch where he and Harry like to de-stress with the Maui. It's possibly the best-kept secret in town. Harry is convinced if it got out he likes Maker's Mark, he'd lose the Baptist vote. He's right. Donnie Ray spilled the beans when I ran into him early one Friday morning buying Alka-Seltzer for a raging hangover. I was immediately sworn to never tell what had been revealed to me standing in the middle of the antacid aisle of the drugstore. I never have. Rhonda don't even know I know. Uh-oh. Here comes trouble. Janice and Donnie. Janice is grinning like the Cheshire Cat, and Donnie looks like he'd kick his own butt if he could reach it. He told. Well, let's see how long old Janice can keep her mouth shut. I'm betting not long. Like I said, the beehive is a chessboard, and the game is on. Donnie and Janice are about to face Mama and Brenda. Mama don't like being in the dark, and Brenda don't like what Mama don't like. Here we go. Janice, may I ask what you find so amusing? We could hear you laughing all the way to the cash register. Oh, you know how I am, Melba. I can't resist a funny joke. Donnie told me a really funny thing. I mean, joke, out back. That statement wipes the daze off Rhonda's face. 
What did Donnie tell you, Janice? Donnie, what joke did you tell Janice? Rhonda, there's a vein popping up on your forehead, darling. Are you feeling okay? At just this moment, Miss June, who's regained her strength, snatches up Bonnie and shoves her toward the shampoo bowls where we can only presume that she's about to begin the arduous task of removing the 40 little perm rollers from Bonnie's head. No discussion. Hmm. Two pawns self-removed from the board already. Mama and Brenda turned to inspect the vein. Rhonda, is there something you'd like to tell me and Melba? No. There's something I'd like to ask Carrie, though. Yes, ma'am. What is it? What made you come look for Mr. Suit and Tie after all this time? Don't know if y'all have heard this far north, but there's a hurricane brewing up in the Gulf. They're saying there's a good chance it could get bad in Houston. I just couldn't take that again. So I started thinking, road trip. I googled this place, and I figured the storm wouldn't come this far, and I might just try my luck at reconnecting with him, if you know what I mean. Unbelievably, it's the mention of the hurricane that stirs the comatose Courtney to say the first words she's uttered since she took up residence in Chair 3. Climate change. What? Climate change. That's why there's a hurricane. Courtney Johnson, you were raised better than that. 23 or 17, I swear I don't know which one is worse. Excuse me? Oh, Carrie, don't pay no mind to her. She's so old, she can't remember being either one. Ooh, burn. One palm fights back. Now, Carrie, what will you say to this man if you find him? That it was one of the most wonderful nights of my life, and I still, I mean, I still... You still what? Rhonda, that is Carrie's personal business. Now, we've had fun trying to figure out who he is, but don't you think we might just talk about something else now? Mama tries to change the game, but the Dark Queen has other ideas. Oh, I think not, Miss Melba. When Carrie told us the story about her wonderful night in Houston with old Mr. Suit and Tie, her personal business became all our business. This is where Rhonda begins to cry. She feels the sting of disgrace in Janice's words, and she knows it won't be long before all the players figure out who Mr. Suit and Tie really is. Mama melts, too. She thinks she's upset, Rhonda, and she dives right into trying to smooth the feathers of her friend. Now, Rhonda, I didn't mean to snap at you. I just thought we might lighten the conversation a little bit. But Rhonda won't be swayed. Not when there's a fox in the hen house and the fox is blue-eyed and blonde and going on about how great the rooster is. Job here is to show you what can be, baby. 
Return to the pod play, The Beehive, in 60 seconds. We now return to the pod play entitled, The Beehive. Miss June, you nearly scalded me at that washbowl. And look at the seat in my jeans. It looks like I sat in a duck pond back there. You didn't finish what you were going to say, Carrie. You still, you still what? Rhonda, why are you badgering Carrie? Don't you think you'd like to step out back for a Coke, too? I mean, girl. No, no, I do not want a Coke or a drink of water or even a Maker's Mark with a twist of lime and splash of pineapple juice. True to form. Mama and Brenda's light bulbs switch on at the same time. The look that passes between them hits Donnie like the dodgeball his brother used to pop him with. He slumps down into chair six right next to Janice, who ain't giving up her square on the board for nothing. She is glued to chair five. Donnie begins to rub his forehead just like he did in the antacid aisle. Okay, let's get this mess of hair dry, Carrie. What? Oh, I know it's loud, nothing to hear anyway. Now, just close your eyes and relax. This long mane of yours is gonna take a minute. Hey, what the heck? Oh my Lord! Rhonda just went on Ninja on Brenda's new Ion 300 Super Style Pro Series dryer. Her husband Jay bought it for her at the hair show in New Orleans last July. Nobody touches the silver beast. <laughs> Not even Mama. Rhonda Jenkins, have you lost your mind? Yes! Yes, I have, Brenda. And before it's completely gone, I'd like to ask Carrie one more thing. Still 23. Still clueless. Carrie... The convention bartender from downtown Houston does not properly size up the seriousness of the moment and is uh, dumb enough to answer. What? Now, Rhonda? Don't you know, Rhonda me, Melba Darlington. This girl was clever enough to get her little old self all the way to the Red River from the dadgum Gulf of Mexico. I don't think it'll tax her brain to answer one more question. Turning on Carrie and leveling all of the firepower of the office of the First Lady of Honey Grove, Rhonda? Through the clenched, beautiful porcelain veneers her daddy put on her teeth for graduation, spat out the words that brought a gasp from everyone in the room. Except Courtney and Miss June, but everybody else. Did it occur to you any time that night to ask what he did for a living? Or did you just assume he was some sort of dressed-up YouTuber shooting content for his channel? I mean, that is what y'all do, right? Dress up and make movies of yourself? Now, 
the real unraveling begins. Rhonda begins to yank out her own curlers one by one and fling them into the pink plastic tray on Mama's cart. Hard! Rhonda! Stop that! I just bought those curlers! As a matter of fact, he did say something about working in some sort of office. But they brought the food while he was saying where, and it was loud, and someone spilled a drink. I mean, I totally missed what he said. I didn't want him to think I just wasn't paying attention. So, I mean, I just pretended like I heard, and it didn't come up again. So, you don't know his name? You don't know what he does for a living? You're all but sure a man as pretty as Sam Elliott doesn't have a wife and kids somewhere? Because who wouldn't have already snatched up someone like that? You don't seem too smart to me. Makes a person wonder how you landed such a sweet gig in that fancy hotel on the glamorous side of Houston. I'm thinking it wasn't your bartending skills. Well, I never. Oh, I'm pretty sure you have, Missy. What are you saying? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. You're that blonde. Janice. Janice Marie Lockwood, you are the meanest woman in Fannin County. You are determined to throw fuel on this fire. You little snake. Well, why not? It's the best one we've had since they lit that pile of old Christmas trees down at the fairgrounds last January. Everybody, please. This is a family-friendly establishment. Melba, sit down. I think the train has left the tracks. Nothing left but the crash now. Just a minute, Miss Jenkins. What, what are you saying? What I'm saying, Barbie, is once a month I drive over to Oklahoma where Bobby's Liquor World sells me two bottles of Maker's Mark bourbon. Then I swing through Piggly Wiggly on the square and buy a bag of limes and a gallon of pineapple juice. Del Monte, because Del Monte tastes so much better than the store brand. But that's not all, I must not forget the little beanie weenies that Donnie Ray Sanders... She points an accusatory curling iron that she snatches up off Mama's station straight at old spineless Donnie shuffling from one foot to the other behind Janice's satisfied grin. And my husband, Harold Bradford Jenkins III, consumed like cavemen on my grandmother's best wicker furniture, which I redid our screen porch with four summers ago. Sweet Carrie. Henceforth to always be referred to as Barbie when being whispered about at the book club has a light bulb moment of her own. Checkmate, Rhonda. Funny how people handle conflict and confrontation in small, proper southern towns. Donnie practically runs through the LeMay curtains to get out back where he proceeds to eat a Coke. Bonnie is heard to whisper the Lord's Prayer under the extreme session of teasing Miss June is putting on her bob. The zombie is using the Tory Burch flip-flop on her right foot to slowly spin chair three around and around. Brenda grabs up the scissors soaking in the antiseptic solution on her station and shoves them as far back as she can in the drawer under hers and Jay's family picture. They took it on Panama City Beach just a month ago. Everybody wore khakis and a white shirt. It'll be their Christmas card. Janice is tapping a very manicured nail on the arm of chair five. She looks like one of those sphinxes I saw once in a book about Egypt. Mama. Poor Mama's wringing her hands. And like I said, Miss June is teasing away. Not because she knows what's just happened. Only because she's been teasing since 1954 and there's no reason to stop now. Rhonda Jenkins is about to lose the good citizen medal they pinned on her the year she was student council president. 
She has yanked a custom monogram, the beehive cape, out of Mama's dirty capes basket that she keeps between hers and Brenda's station. She just hurdled those chairs like Jackie joined a cursey and is proceeding to choke. Some would later say, kill Carrie. Get off! Get off me! You too bad, hussy! What makes you think you can carouse with another woman's husband and then drive into her hometown in front of God and her friends since the first grade and rub her nose in it? Oh, I'm about to whoop your ass! Get her, Rhonda. Rhonda, get a hold of yourself. Melba, your scissors! Hide your scissors! Our Father, which art in heaven, Oh, he- Jesus, help us. Sleep with... I... I... <coughs> Rhonda, no! Now, y'all, this is where it really gets good. Here comes the mayor now. <laughs> Oblivious as ever. Looking behind him, hitting that security system on that new truck. He's so proud of that dang thing. Don't know why he feels the need to lock it up. Everybody knows who it belongs to. Oh, anyway... Howdy, boys. Thought I'd stop in for a shave and let Donnie Ray lower my ears a little. What the? Rhonda, what in the name of Sam Hill are you doing? Get down! Get down, everybody! Unbeknownst to everyone, Courtney, zombie cheerleader, has used her new iPhone 11 with the custom Taylor Swift cover to dial 911. Bruce Almighty, that's what we call Bruce Jackson, our local deputy, because he thinks he knows everything. He's just showed up. Now, the mayor's wife is sprawled out on the checkered floor with the beehive. Before Harry could stop it, Bruce Almighty had our Rhonda flat out and cuffed. Night takes queen. Bruce! Oh, my Lord, that's Rhonda Jenkins. This is just a misunderstanding. Let her out of those cuffs this second. She's right, Bruce, you idiot. There's some mistake. I don't know what's going on, but you can bet your little badge I'm about to find out. Oh, there's been a mistake, Harry. Or should I say Mayor Maui? With this unnecessary statement still hanging in the air like an overinflated party balloon, the mayor spins on his heels and shoots a glare at Donnie Ray that could cut steel. Donnie just mouths, I can explain, while Bruce Almighty quickly gathers up the mayor's disgraced wife and quickly moves to unlock the cuffs. Ma'am, I am so sorry. Let me get these off of you. Thank you, Bruce. I don't know what came over me. I guess it was finding out that my husband... Too soon, Bruce. Too soon. Rhonda, looking like an uncaged wildcat, leaps on the nail polish cart next to the dryers. Before anyone can stop her, she's grabbed up two handfuls of those little bottles and is firing them like a Tommy gun. The mayor stands frozen in disbelief. No, Rhonda. Not the OPI. Those things are $7.99 a bottle retail. It has been told by some who were there that time seemed to move in slow motion. An open bottle of Aphrodite's Pink Nighty emptied itself all over Mama's six-and-a-half-foot silk ficus tree with the embedded twinkle lights. Women still go into the Hobby Lobby the next town over looking for one just like it. Secretly, Mama adores how it turned out. Oh, Rhonda's got a good arm on her. She landed a half-full glitter to my friend right up in the middle of Carrie's hair. Brenda never got some of it out. Carrie went home with the princess die cut she didn't have to pay for. Mama's going to have to repaint the wall behind the counter as alpaca my bags is out of step with the beehive color scheme, though being a lovely shade of blue. It was the red my fortune cookie that got the big mention in the Signal Citizen, for that is the one that Rhonda nailed Harry right between the eyes with. Bam! Queen takes king! Checkmate! 
back up and sit down, I got something to tell you. Here we go. I feel like getting done up today. The roots of my discontent could use a new shade. I woke up on some high dollar shoes and imagine Cadillac too. Told them all they could send the bill to you. Oh, and they belong selling dreams at the jewelry store. Say, honey, why you messing with two carrots? Why not four? Mm. You know, I agreed wholeheartedly when she said any old card will do. I said, I just love that. Y'all, so they sent a bill to you. Said I would not cheat you. Had a chance to spoil me like a queen. And I cannot lie to you. But baby, you bought me a whole lot of other things. And I cannot sneak. Called new latitude. So my real friend said they'd be happy to send a bill to you. Wasn't that sweet? never seen a goose egg come up so fast on somebody's head. Mayor? Mayor, are you okay? He ain't. Miss June, roll up some of those cakes. We need to elevate the mayor's head. I told y'all she can't hear. She's busy looking for some cats to roll up. Donnie, make yourself useful and go get me a cold washcloth for the mayor's forehead. <sighs> right. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm just, uh, just so much. Crazy who will rise to the occasion in a time of crisis. Bonnie, as if it's her civic duty to protect the honor of the office, scrambles to help our mayor when he hits the floor. 
Oh, Melba, don't cry. Brenda's got you, baby. I'll help you clean up this mess. <laughs> Janice, it would go a long way with all of us if you would stop that dang laughing. It's just about to get on my last nerve. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I promise I'm trying. You ought to be ashamed. Now, Miss Jenkins, I'm sorry I had to cuff you again. You might as well sit right there in that chair and calm down. I'm not letting you fool me twice. I'm about to get to the bottom of all this mess. Now, what started all this? Are you going to tell me? Or am I going to have to talk to the other lady? Bruce Jackson, don't you get smart with me. I still play bridge with your mother and your grandmother once a week. Do you want me to tell them that on top of you manhandling me twice, you then took it upon yourself to address me like a common criminal? Well, if you really want to know, I'll tell you, sonny boy. My husband, your mayor, spent the night with a chippy bartender from Houston that at this very moment has her tiny behind parked in Brenda's chair. <sighs> Trap it up, Barbie. If I wasn't just about hogtied over here, I'd be over there finishing what I started before this bunch landed in the middle of my business. Well, well. Sleeping Beauty's coming what, around. Uh, what happened? Why is my head aching so? Oh, oh my lord, is this blood? Am I dead? Oh. Mayor, it's Bonnie Green. You're all right, Mayor. There's just been a little incident. Well, a big incident. Incident? Why am I on the floor? What's all over me? Red my fortune cookie. Shame! Oh, shame and guilt, you cheating dog! That's what's all over you! Rhonda, is that you? What's going on? I think I just came in here. Is this the beehive? I just... Hair wanted a cut. Ooh, he's not doing too good. And it's about to get worse. <laughs> I think you wanted more than that down in Houston last September. Oh, it was just a convention. I wouldn't have no fun at all. No sense in going. I would just be bored. You'd just run down there, do your meetings, get back before I know it. Oh, you did something all right. A 22-year-old blonde bartender. What now? The mayor has just regained all sense of time and place, like a bucket of cold water got thrown on him. And there she sits like the Queen of Sheba in Brenda's chair. She drove all the way up here from Houston looking for her playboy, Mr. Suit and Tie, probably to have another night of eating and drinking and unbridled passion. I can't believe you took it up with some stranger and came right home to me and the kids. Sat yourself down in the Baptist church knowing you've been stretched out like an alley cat on a king-size bed at the Four Seasons. Oh, that does it, Harry. We're through. We're through. I didn't tell her that. I, I didn't. Harry's sitting up now, staring first at his wife, who's just lost all her founding family decorum, not to mention one false eyelash in her watch. Then at Carrie, her hair whipped into a glittery squirrel's nest, the cape that caused it all still half choking her, and mascara dripping down to her chin. Hmm. She kind of reminds me of what it might look like if someone tried to drown a fairy. You. You're that girl from the bar. Houston, what are you doing here? What is she talking about? I came to find you. I guess to see if we had a real connection. I didn't know you were married. No ring! Haven't been able to wear one on that finger since my junior year. Broke it playing baseball. 
Old Doc Walker had to cut my class ring in two to get it off. How convenient, Harry. Janice Lockwood, you were at that game when that happened. Girl, don't act like you didn't know why Harry don't wear a ring. So shut up already. Yes, how convenient, Harry. I suppose you just left that little fact out while you were wooing someone a little older than your own daughter. Wooing? I ain't wooed nothing nor nobody. I swear it, Rhonda. I just sat at the bar and ate my dinner, and that gal there talked to me about college and other stuff I can't remember. I went up to my room by myself. Harry, are you saying this girl here, Carrie, ain't your girlfriend from Houston? Girlfriend? Melba Darlington. Who's been spreading that lie? Well, I guess it was me. See, I told him all about Mr. Suit and Tie and how we had dinner together. I mean, I served you that porterhouse special and you ate. I dipped into that cashew bowl on the bar while we talked and I ate. So, I mean, we sort of had dinner, right? You have got to be kidding me, gal. What kind of atomic can of worms have you opened? I'm a married man with two teenage daughters, a loving wife, 40 head of cow, and a brand new truck with a 5.7 liter Mopar Hemi engine. Not to mention five good years behind the door that says mayor down at City Hall. Let's just assume I wouldn't set fire to all that for a college kid with hair as crazy as yours. Carrie, <laughs> she just spun around and caught sight of herself in the mirror at Brenda Station. Oh, Lord. See, that glitter fingernail polish that Rhonda blessed Carrie's lovely tresses with has glued some of them down and some of them straight up. The rest resembles... Well, like we've established previously, a squirrel's nest, but stuck in a bodark tree. Have mercy, you ruined my hair! Now, Carrie, your name is Carrie. Yes! Don't you worry your pretty head none. I can fix all that. Why do you think they call it beauty school? They schooled me on how to fix messes just like the one you've got going on. She's telling the truth, Carrie. We call Brenda the master of disaster. Now stop crying, honey. You're going to mess up that pretty face. Um, well, uh, just stop crying. Here's a tissue. Melba's right, Carrie. The year I wanted to go that chestnut color that Cindy Crawford wears, well, I tried to do it myself. Got a box down at the drugstore. You know how that goes. The preacher called me Joan Jett for two days until I could get down here on Monday morning and beg Brenda to work me in and lighten it up. Well, she did. I swore I'd never do that again, <laughs> didn't I, Miss June? Miss June? In all the melee, Miss June, give Plum out from perming and teasing and trying to find some cats to roll, slipped over into hairdryer chair three and cut that thing on low. She don't sit up high enough to get her head up under the hood, but the buzz of that old machine and the warm air drifting down onto her, it's put her sound asleep. She couldn't hear what was going on anyway. Rhonda! I think there's been a ginormous misunderstanding. Harry here barely remembers this girl. Don't that prove something? I mean, look at him. Everybody knows Harry is a happily married man. Harry looks like anything but a happily married man. Right now, he looks like something we take BB shots at on the midway at our fall carnival, benefiting the rodeo club exclusively. I have to say, he started out with a rather bum-fuzzled expression right after Rhonda beamed him, but now... He's kind of got a mad thing going on. Thank you, Miss Bonnie. I think I can make it from here. Donnie, give me a hand up. Rhonda, what's wrong with you? Have you no faith in me at all? What happened to the vows we said all them years ago? One pretty stranger walks into this beauty establishment and you just can't help yourself. 
Now it appears to me that you took half a story and let your mind run a whole mile with it. You know, as a duly sworn in vital member of the political community in the great state of Texas, I believe I could press charges on you for assault and battery with a deadly, a deadly. What is this stuff all over me? Read my fortune cookie. That. Harry, I'm afraid I let myself get a little hopped up. A little? Like a jackrabbit <laughs> getting hit with a cattle prod? Woman, you got a temper on you. Now let's get you out of them cuffs and get home and get cleaned up. You've got book club coming over tonight, and I can't go bowling with this red mess all over my skin. Heck, we both look like we've just been in one of them slasher movies. Bruce, get them dad burn handcuffs off of my wife. Bruce? Bruce? Well, shoot, that fool better not be gone. Bruce is gone with Courtney, the cheerleader. There was so much going on, and Bruce may have the authority, but he ain't got the nerve to arrest the mayor's wife, and so that's when he got distracted by, well, you know, 18, perky little nose, that let-me-see-your-spirit smile. For Courtney, Bruce is a man in uniform, and the county just bought him one of them new chargers, black on black, We've all heard that thing will fly. She did need a ride home. Last I saw, Bruce was showing our sweet little zombie how he can smoke the tires on that son of a Dodge. Well, I will be. Melba, would you and Brenda be kind enough to help me get Rhonda up into my truck? I'll head straight down to the courthouse, and while I'm doing that, maybe one of y'all could get on the phone to the sheriff and tell him I'm bringing in a bobcat caught in a trap and I need his keys. He'll know what you're talking about. Sure, Harry. I'll call the sheriff. I need to ask him how his tomatoes are doing. Hope he's got some left. I sure will miss them summer beauties. It took all three of them to get Rhonda up in the mayor's pride and joy with the custom lift package. She looked mortified and strangely satisfied. I guess it was hearing Harry say, my wife, so many times in the last couple of hours. Those two words can sometimes comfort a woman like no others. They pulled off sitting side by side in Harry's new pickup. A feat in itself, as that meant Rhonda had to straddle the center console. Handcuffed, don't ask. Brenda, don't you think we ought to just close up early today? After all, it's been quite an afternoon. Yes. yes. All of y'all are invited to my back porch, and we're going to get Donnie Ray to fix up a big picture of them Mayor Mowies. Without the maker's mark. Ew, Melba, girl, that'll just be a pitcher of pineapple juice. That's right. And you stop at Piggly Wiggly and get the top shelf stuff, Del Monte. And don't forget the Beanie Weenies. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Brenda, I'm sorry. I don't think I can make it. My nerves are so shot, and it's too late to drive back to Houston. Do you know the number for that Hampton Inn on the highway? I'm just going to get a room for the night, and do you think they might have one available? Yes, baby. I'll look up the number for you and ask for a room being available. It's the Hampton, honey, not the Four Seasons. Thank you so much. You're very kind. Well, don't judge us all by this day. Sometimes we just ain't got enough to do around here, so we have to make up some fun. It's been two years now Mama's had me sitting up here at this receptionist's desk. She says it's the perfect job for me. Says I'm her little hawk. I never miss a thing. 
appointments are always booked correctly and the cash drawer is never short. Well, she's right. I love my job. I have the most beautiful pink velvet high-top chair parked right in the front window. I watch the world of Honeygrove go by waving hello. I also see things in this sweet old shop that nobody ever will. I just saw Donnie sweeping up around his station and Miss June's because she don't feel like sweeping no more. Bonnie Green, she slipped a $100 bill into Miss June's pocketbook. That perm is only 40 bucks. She won't know who did it. I saw it when Bruce and Courtney skirted out. I think they're going to be each other's valentine. I watched Janice Lockwood kiss a tear off Rhonda Jenkins' cheek. Old Janice is a cat on the outside, but she's got a kitten heart. When Brenda hugged Mama goodbye, just the look on her face said it all. We made it through another one, another day, together, always together, best friends. I saw that. But it was earlier that really got me, just when I thought I'd seen it all. The tiniest thing danced off a hand mirror. Just a flash. It was a wink. It went from a bartender to a mayor and back. Teased and tall, curled and all. Need a beehive, you just call the Beehive. This has been the podplay The Beehive, adapted from the screenplay written by Leslie Satcher. If you've enjoyed the new and original music you've heard in this podplay, you can stream or download these songs anywhere, anytime from wherever you get your music. Or simply visit podplays.com for the songs, more podplays containing more original music, and entertaining bonus content. Search for the free podplays app in the App Store now. Hey, I just want to take a quick second and tell you that if you want to be a fly on the wall in conversations you probably wouldn't be able to listen to otherwise, you really need to subscribe to the Marty Ray Project Chats podcast. Marty Ray and Chris Wallen chat with some of the most interesting people in entertainment, from Burt Kreischer and Vanilla to Faison Love, DDP, Dina Carter, Herb Dean. They chat with some really interesting people. This show is like potato chips. I guarantee you, you can't just listen to one. Subscribe, download, rate, and review the Marty Ray Project Chats wherever podcasts are heard. Great stories, epic songs. <laughs> Podplays. If you enjoy the new and original music you discover in Podplays, be sure to stream or download these songs anywhere you currently get your music. Simply search the artist name Podplays, and please remember to like, follow, and share with all your friends.